Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Hammer and Nigel go off the rails with rock and noise pollution. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Also joining us live in studio, Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show. Here to go off the rails, Rob. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, the great, great Garage Doors of Indianapolis. It seems like there's a lot of people, a lot of Republicans celebrating the fact that Mitch McConnell, uh, GOP leader, uh, longtime establishment swamp creature for more than 40 years in the Senate, is stepping down in November. Why are people happy about this why is it important that he's stepping down how do you feel about it well here's the mistake people are making you know at the end of every batman movie whether it was <laughs> uh, you know when he beat the joker or then bane i think the riddler was in the new one people always celebrate because every batman movie there has never been a villain that batman has faced like the villain in front of him and now gotham will be safe forever once we got rid of the pesky joker or bane or riddler or whatever and every couple of years then there's a new batman movie and a new villain greater than the one we previously imagined And that's what's going on with Mitch McConnell. Look at who the people are who are in line to take this this power from him. John Thune is the overwhelming leader in the clubhouse. He was handpicked as McConnell's number two. But has the clubhouse changed, though? That's the question. No, they just picked McConnell. It wasn't that long ago. There's been a major major change in the Senate. So it's going to be the same group of people. And John Thune is a Bush Republican. You know, he's uh, basically about the same age McConnell was when he became leader back when the earth was young. And so you're going to get more of the same stuff. That's who the Republicans are. The people are under some delusion that you're going to get like a Holly or a Cruz or a Lee or a Rand Paul. That is never going to happen. But if those dudes lobby for it, and again, I don't even know if they want it or not, but if they lobby for it and they see what happened with the House, where a small faction of the House said, you know what? We're tired of the McFailures. We're tired of the swamp creatures. We're going to get literally anybody else in there, but we want it to be somebody aligned with where the party is going. Don't you think that would have a little bit of pull? No, there's a couple things. One, the House had the majority, so they had to govern, and McCarthy made these deals because he he wanted the power. This is The Republicans are not in power. They're not in control of the Senate, and it's going to take just a simple majority vote, and way more of those senators are going to be the Todd Youngs of the world who are aligned with Mitch McConnell, who like what he's doing, rather than the liberty. I mean, there's less than 10 liberty and freedom minded senators on the on the Republican side. How sad is Todd Young right now? Because he put all of his eggs in the basket of being the BFF of Cocaine Mitch. Well, it's like being an heir, right? It's like Todd Todd Young, if we're doing the royal family, he's uh, somewhere below Prince Harry on the, you know, line to get to the throne. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's the kind of the he'll he'll elevate a little bit out of this because obviously somebody's going to go down and the Todd Youngs of the world are the people that they prop up and think are great. But Again, if it's John Thune, it's going to be business as usual. They all, the, all these Republicans that are in the power structure, agree on sending this unaccountable money to Ukraine. Are they stupid enough to pick a younger Mitch McConnell? 
But they don't view it as being stupid. They view it as, you know, this is who we are. This is the way they view the world. I mean, the Republican Party is a collective, save again for the Rand Pauls and the Mike Lees and the Cruz. In 2022, when the Republicans were coming into the House, the Republicans in the Senate struck the this funding deal with Schumer that totally cut the legs out from the House Republicans to get any sort of spending reform. And they were quite honest. We're doing this because Ukraine is the most important thing. People are just going to be sorely disappointed if they think anything is going to change out of McConnell. Last thing on this here, and you, again, are a political animal. You study this stuff more than anybody I've ever met in my life. When you're looking at the Senate Republicans, are there more swamp creature McConnell-like senators or... Are you seeing an uptick in more America first type senators? No, there's definitely more McConnell people because there's a couple things at play. One, it is all of these people run on statewide elections. Your con- congressional race, it's you know obviously a, a pocket of people. In Indiana, it's roughly probably, what, 800,000 people per district, give or take. It's a very small pocket. You're talking about statewide elections, which take a lot more money, in which the establishment can put you know their thumb on the scale. Um, and look at, look at here in Indiana. Look at who we're going to have. We have Todd Young. And then you're going to have Jim Banks, who has been endorsed by Holcomb Hupfer Incorporated, the state party. You think Hupfer and Holcomb and Ann Hathaway were going to put any sort of seal of approval on somebody who wasn't reliably in the mold of Todd Young? No, they know what they're going to get with Banks. And now that they've kicked Rust off the ballot, there's going to be no accountability whatsoever. That is who the, the, the senators by design. It's designed to be an elite body. And the Republicans uh, are just kind of the prototypes of that. There are some swamp creatures that are gone now. Kinzinger, um, uh, Romney, Liz Cheney, the the Never Trump Republicans, and uh, the McFailures, as as as, as Jason <laughs> Hammer put it, right over there. I mean, there's positive movement. Yeah, but I and I hate to be a Debbie Downer about this, but it's like if your house is infested with cockroaches and you you know stay yeah. about a couple of them, there's still cockroaches flooding into your house. I mean, the problem is too big and mass for people to to counteract. Look at these congressional races here. Like, let's take the 6th District, for example. The two front runners are probably Mike Speedy and Jefferson Shreve. In the case of Mike Speedy, as a state rep, he has grown the state budget by 37.5% the past uh, seven years. They've added $12 billion to the state budget. All these massive tax increases, uh, all the out-of-control government spending and growth of government and the lockdowns that these people supported when Holcomb shut the state down. That's your first option. Your second option is Jefferson Shreve, who supported and proposed blatantly unconstitutional gun laws when he was running for mayor of Indianapolis. Now, hold on, hold on. I heard his radio commercial, Rob, and Jefferson Shreve said he's all about liberty. <laughs> you think either one of those, either one of those two people is going to is gonna like be in there and be a fighter for you? know, these are the people who are running. Money is so prevalent now in politics, and it's so important that these are the sort of people you get. Who's the favorite in that race? Speedy or uh, Gun Grabber McGee? Yeah, it's got to be Speedy, because Speedy's ads are good enough that he's going to hoodwink a bunch of people on his actual voting record in the House, which is highly... Do you have to hoodwink people when your opponent is openly against law-abiding citizens carrying a weapon? Well, look, there's a bunch of different people running. There's way more than two people running, but the, the, the idea that the rest of these people could get money and organized and go after Speedy based on his horrific voting record, he's going to win. Same thing you know, going on in, this, in the 5th Congressional District. Victoria Sparts acted like a complete 
babbling, incoherent psychopath. When I'm quitting, I'm staying, I'm this, I'm that. And now she's backing it. She's probably the front runner. The other guy who's the front runner, Goodrich, is talking to having his mom talk about how he lived in a tent in college. You know, what do you think you're going to get out of that? This is the point. These are the people who run the money. It's the rich people. It's the powerful. It's the connected. You don't get reform with these people. And simply, you know, it's like, hey, Batman beat the Joker. Great. Next episode, it's Bane. I mean, are you glad the Joker's gone? Yeah, but the next guy's going to be just as bad. (laughs) (laughs) Going off the rails with Rob Kendall here. So in the late hours of last night, we heard that the state of Illinois, our neighbors to the West, are going to be kicking Donald Trump off of the primary ballot. And then they kind of, you know, wobbled on it a little bit. Like if you're the Supreme Court at this point, let's say you're Kavanaugh and you're Gorsuch. You just want to go home, crack open a cold one and maybe watch a ball game. And you've got all of these states doing ridiculous crap that you know you're going to have to deal with. It's just more work on your plate when everybody can see it's not constitutional. Yeah, it's probably a mixed bag with those guys because on the one hand, they're so poorly, the the rulings are so poorly written and logicked and there's a lot of times they'll get things in front of them. Because they, Trump hasn't been charged with right. anything, they're kicking him off the ballot right. for. Right, it's, it's a horrific illegal argument and it doesn't hold any sort of muster whatsoever and you get almost uniformed agreement from respected legal scholars that they're Trump's going to win these arguments. But, so there's that side of it. It's a colossal waste of time. However, it is a legal precedent. And so this gives the Supreme Court a chance to set legal precedent. And as these, you know, obviously brilliant legal people, even your Katanji Brown Jackson type people are very distinguished legal scholars, whether you agree with them or not, they probably part of them does look forward to setting legal precedent on something. So I think it's a bit of a mixed bag. And, and is it a win for Trump that the Supreme Court has decided to hear his okay. immunity case? He's th- Trump has done this his whole. Isn't this the crazy thing about it Trump? Is. His whole life, he does his best work when his back is up against the wall, and it looks like he may thread this needle, which means they these cases won't get decided until he's after the presidential election, which there's uniformed agreement that a president cannot be charged with the crime while he's the president of the United States. And and so he would like get out of this scot-free if he can just stretch this thing out. It's like, you know, guy hit the guy keeps fouling at the end of the game. The final three minutes of the game last an hour and a half because they just keep the game going. And he's, dude, that guy's the best at He's a master magician. You are a man that appreciates the Naked Gun movies. Yes. Leslie Nielsen as Lieutenant Frank Drebin. Everyone in this room has uh, talked about it at some point on their programs. Grew up with it. Yes. So now we're hearing there's going to be a reboot of the Naked Gun with Liam Neeson playing the role of Frank Drebin, and it's being produced by Seth MacFarland of Family Guy, yeah. Ted Fame. Those two have worked together a lot, like they're buddies. Liam Neeson appears in a lot of Seth MacFarlane's stuff. So a game that we play on this show. Are you okay with this? So here's where I'm at on this, because we had a little text thread about this yesterday. Initially, I thought this is a horrible idea. But don't forget, uh, Frank Drebin, was a, or Leslie Nielsen, was a dramatic actor yes. before the Naked Gun stuff. And that's part of what made him so good as the Frank Drebin character. Same thing with Robert Stack in Airplane, was a largely dramatic actor, you know, the Untouchables, etc. And he was great in Airplane because he's so, it's so, the ridiculousness is the point of the movie. Right. You wouldn't expect, you know, Liam Neeson to be wacky. Right. So you have, it worked multiple times with highly acclaimed dramatic actors in these sort of roles. 
roles. So I'm going to give this a shot because I think Liam Neeson is such a good actor, and the idea of him, given all those highly serious movies and lines he's you know delivered and been in, this might actually be okay. Are we? Here's a secondary question, a follow up to that. I saw that and took it as a hoax. I did. I did too. Are we, but we're certain it's real, right? Are we? Are Seth we? and I, Liam are tight. Like I listen. Seth MacFarlane is a leftist lunatic, but. I think he's funny. Like I like Family Guy. I love the Ted movie, the Ted series. It's on oh, Peacock. I still have to watch that. It's so inappropriate. It's so over the top. That's the kind of humor Seth MacFarlane has. And to have, like Rob said, this very serious, tough, straight guy uh, in Liam Neeson delivering the lines. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot because he's such a good actor. There's no way he would make himself look stupid. I mean, the premise of the movie obviously is to look stupid, but there's no way he would fail at something. And so he must feel he can pull this off. He clearly doesn't need the money. No, but he kind of likes doing that stuff. In the Ted movie, and I can't remember if it's one or two, you know, the teddy bear comes to life. The stare down with the cashier about whether or not (laughs) tricks were actually for kids. And Liam Neeson is having a debate with Ted about whether or not the tricks are for kids. I'm going to pose this question to both of you. And I, I want you to be honest with you. Just the first thing that pops in your mind. Airplane greater than or less than Naked Gun. Oh my god! Because they're made by the same uh, uh, people, producer the Abrams brothers. Um, I'm going to say less than. I'm a Naked Gun fan yeah. because of the ancillary players. Um, like to this very day. Well, Leslie Nielsen's in a, a Airplane, by the way. Right, but I'm talking about the side players. Like to this very day, when I see a bad national anthem, I will yell out, "Hey, it's Enrico <laughs> Palazzo!" <laughs> Uh, the, Rob, the, the scene though, and I, I tend to agree with Hammer, and I think OJ was probably better than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But the scene where they're telling the the lady she's got to snap out of it, and they've got all those people just lined up, just smacking her around. <laughs> and they were playing the guy yeah. with the, the they got the nuns at one point. I mean, that's pretty strong. But yes, I tend to agree with Hammer as a collective. The the scene where they're coming out of the movie theater and they're laughing hysterically, <laughs> and then it pans up and it's platoon. platoon. <laughs> what? is coming up on the Kendall and Casey show. Well, there's a new morning consult poll out, and this is going to shock you guys. It says voters think Biden is too old. No way. Well, you're so, kidding. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get into that. And thanks, as always, to the best darn garage door company in all the world, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. You guys are the best. He's off the rails. That is Rob Kendall. This is the Hammer and Nigel Show.